In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a great difference between baptized and unbaptized people. That's what the Lutheran Confessions and the Holy Scriptures teach. In the first place, baptized people have put on Christ and are clothed in Christ's perfect righteousness. The unbaptized person is not clothed in Christ's righteousness. On the contrary, the unbaptized person is clothed in his own righteousness, which, when compared with the righteousness of Christ, is filthy rags. It doesn't matter how the unbaptized person might dress his body, even if he's in a $20,000 custom suit. It doesn't matter how the unbaptized person might dress up his soul, even if dollar for dollar he's the world's greatest philanthropist. All our bodily clothing, all our righteous deeds are but filthy rags in God's sight. So there is a great difference between baptized and unbaptized people. You who are baptized, even if your nicest clothes come from the thrift store, even if you don't have a single good work to your name, if you are baptized, you are clothed in the most priceless clothing imaginable. From your baptism up until this very moment, you are clothed in the perfect righteousness of God's only begotten Son. The nakedness and shame of your sin, completely hidden. The filthy rags you were clothed in from birth, removed. In holy baptism, you have been given new clothing, and you have been given new birth. That's the second way in which there is a great difference between baptized and unbaptized people. Not only are you clothed quite differently, in holy baptism, God has made you a new creation. This is what Jesus is talking about when he said that Nicodemus must be born again, born of water and the Spirit. The unbaptized person is only the old fallen creation. The unbaptized person has not been made regenerate and new. The unbaptized person is, as the scriptures say, dead in his trespasses and sins. The unbaptized person is curved in on himself so that he does what is right in his own eyes. He cares nothing for God's law. Indeed, he despises it and lives as if he himself matters most. He cares nothing for the cross or the forgiveness of sins won there by Christ Jesus, our Savior. The unbaptized person thinks he needs no real forgiveness. He thinks he has much bigger problems in this life than his few sins against God. And far from thinking himself accountable to God in any way, he has some questions that he would like God to answer, which is to say when they meet, he and not God will be doing the judging. So there is a great difference between the baptized and the unbaptized. The baptized person is no longer dead in trespasses and sins. But as the scriptures say, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ. You were dead, now you are alive in Christ. You are a new creation. 
And as such, God has given you a new heart and a freed will. You have been set free by the Son, and so you are free indeed. You freely confess the sins that still cling to you, what you've done and what you've left undone. You are able not only to hear God's word, but also to agree with it and accept it. You know that Christ's death on the cross was not only for the sins of the whole world, but that his death on the cross was for you. Out of deepest love and kindest mercy, Christ paid all that you owe and set you right with God. He purchased you, but not with gold or silver, with his own precious blood, the very blood of God shed for you. He has given you not only a hope and a future, but a present and a meaningful life here on earth as one of his beloved saints and disciples. That's your baptismal identity. That's who you are. And when you cut through all the other nonsense, the story of your life is the story of your journey into heaven and into the new heavens and the new earth. There is a great difference between baptized and unbaptized people. Biblically speaking, to be a Christian is to be baptized. If you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, and Christ says to be baptized, then to be a Christian is to be baptized. Of course, a baptized person may fall into unbelief. This is why Jesus says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. There is a great difference between one who believes and is baptized and one who does not believe. As a new creation, the baptized person loves the gospel. But the baptized person loves the law too. As St. Paul puts it, he delights in the law of God. The baptized person has been made new. He no longer seeks to do what is right in his own eyes or even what is right in most people's eyes. He seeks to do what is right in God's eyes. And for that, he turns to the word of God, whether it be law or gospel. The unbaptized man is a slave to sin. But the baptized man is a freed man. To abide in the Lord's word is to be set free. It is only a false freedom that would use the gospel to overturn the law, just as it is only a false freedom that would use the gospel in such a way that we may go on sinning. This is Paul's very point in Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Paul is not saying that the baptized person no longer sins. Paul is saying that a baptized person no longer continues in sin, no longer pursues sin, and certainly does not use grace as the very reason he sins. Rather, a baptized person seeks to put the sin that remains in him to death. This is what the small catechism teaches. What does baptizing with water indicate? 
It indicates that the old Adam in us should, by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die, along with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? Well, it just so happens to be written in our epistle lesson today. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, We were buried, therefore, with him, with Christ, by baptism, into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. A present tense reality. Because of baptism, we have been given to walk in newness of life. It's a fact. A fact predicated on another fact. The resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is risen. Fact. In baptism, you have been raised to walk in newness of life. Fact. No longer simply gratifying the flesh, but daily putting it to death. No longer excusing our sins, but rather confessing them, receiving God's holy absolution. No longer glorying in our shame, but glorying rather in the shameful death of Jesus our Savior. No longer alive to sin and dead to God, but dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. This is the power of baptism. In the large catechism, Luther says, the old Adam goes unrestrained in his nature if he is not stopped and suppressed by baptism's power. On the other hand, where people have become Christians, the old Adam daily decreases. That's what Luther says in the large catechism. The old Adam daily decreases until he finally perishes. That, Luther says, is truly being buried in baptism and daily coming forth again. Luther's words are quite fitting for this day when we remember the baptism of our Lord Jesus. He was not baptized because he was a sinner. He was baptized for us because we are sinners. But he was not baptized only to take away the guilt of our sins. He was also baptized to take away our sinning. So that, as the large catechism says, the old Adam daily decreases until he finally perishes. In those baptismal waters, Christ not only takes away the guilt of your sins, he not only washes you and declares you righteous, he also wraps his arms around the old Adam in you and diving down into the depths of the baptismal font, Christ holds the old Adam down until his lungs are filled with baptismal water and he dies never to rise again. That's what we call death. For the baptized person, death has been transformed. And what we call death is in reality a part of baptism coming to completion. Death is only the death of the old Adam. 
It is not the death of the new you. That's why Jesus says, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Baptism is not merely an external spiritual washing. It is an internal death and resurrection, a new creation. And it is a sacrament that works throughout the entirety of this age. A baptized person is a new creation already, right now. And this will be even more fully revealed as we pass through death and as we are raised in our bodies on the last day. So, what if you're not baptized? Get baptized. Have your children baptized. Baptism now saves you, the scriptures say. Not apart from Christ, but precisely because baptism unites you with Christ. Not apart from faith, but precisely because baptism bestows and strengthens faith. If you are baptized, then according to the Lutheran confessions and the Holy Scriptures, that means two things. One, your robe has been washed white in the blood of the Lamb. You have been clothed in the perfect robe of Christ's righteousness. And when you face God in judgment, he will say to you, enter into the joy of your master. Two, you have been made alive by the Holy Spirit. You have been renewed and regenerated in holy baptism. You have been given a new heart and a freed will. Use them. It is good to love the law of God, yes, even to delight in it, as St. Paul does. It is good to use your freed will to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and daily busy yourself in His works, just as the Lutheran confessions teach. Jesus was baptized in order to give you these very gifts. Let no one take them away. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.